0: Hello ladies and welcome to episode 521 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm your host always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the Celestial, the man, the myth, the legend, himself, <laughs> Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Well, I'll tell you what's been up, man. It's like, this has been my vacation week. I initially went through with Extra Life and did that stuff, but this week has been more or less like a catch up to not only get my sleeping schedule back and organized and stuff, but it's been predominantly doing, like, little tasks, like, around the house, and also predominantly playing God of War 2018 still. And holy shit, I've been playing a bunch of it. But speaking of things, you know, I do have some news in regards to, like, throughout little bits of what's been happening this week. Obviously, in the mail, I got my God of War Ragnarok controller. Oh! Oops. Come grab mine. these. I know, right? That came in and stuff. I know yours was still coming in the mail and stuff like that. I send you the message over yeah. on Instagram. It's like, hey, look what I got. Like, oh, hey, it looks nice.
0: Yeah, I got I got mine uh, Wednesday afternoon. So,
1: yeah, and also to uh, and also to add to that, though, I got this. <laughs>
0: Nice. Well,
1: here's what happened. Yesterday, I decided to stop by Walmart because, for one, I wanted to double check something. I wanted to see whether if they had the game inside, because sometimes upon games, upon releases and stuff, they may not have it on the release day, but they try to get it in at least during the next couple of days after because Mm -hmm. of their staff. So I go in, they had two copies for the PS5 left. So I bought that, and immediately I canceled the order that I had on Amazon, and I switched it to Pokemon Scarlet. (laughs) Cool. Very cool. (laughs) But at the same point, I know it's been eating a hole at me, in me, not starting this game right at this moment. Actually, I I have stopped going onto YouTube, because every time I go onto YouTube, there's always some sort of thumbnail, or there's always some sort of things that... That look like people are playing a hell of a lot of God of War Ragnarok, and I'm like, fuck, I am not going on to YouTube and watching random videos, because as soon as I go on to my subscription things, you have predominant YouTubers that I follow it's like, oh, man, oh I'm playing okay. God of Ragnarok. I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. You know, yeah. So like guys like Voice Critical or Maximilian Dude or something like that, or even like some of the other thing oh, some other YouTubers are gonna be starting things up, like say Misclick and all these other people. Yeah. I want to be off of YouTube so that way I can go forth and play it when I'm damn well ready. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I will be damn well ready after I finish up with God of War 2018, which here's the update for it. I've beaten the game. I mean, ever since Extra Life, when I literally played this one game for 24 hours, I have been wanting to play it more. <laughs> I beat the initial game. I Actually, after I did that, I took a day off of playing anything. And then the next day, I came back because I felt like I still wanted to play more God of War. So my initial thing was, okay, you know what? There's something I wanted to do inside of it. I am going to, I'm going to go after the Valkyries. And at this point, you know, I've had it at my normal, not the normal difficulty and stuff. So I started to go bit by bit, see if I can find some of these Valkyries. I came across the first one like I that, that was her name. And that's like over inside of like a, the uh, frost mountains and stuff like the mountains and stuff where like Thumar and stuff like that, the big old giant that's uh, dead and his corpse and stuff. So I go over to there, I face off against this Valkyrie and stuff. I'm like, Holy fuck, dude, this, this is definitely something that's more reminiscent to what I've been playing inside of Elden Ring earlier on this year to where, this is a challenge. This definitely does take plenty of skill in order to not only recognize the patterns of what they do, but each individual Valkyrie has different types of attacks or different types of, like, parrotable stuff. Let me tell you this. Long story short, I started off with one Valkyrie, then I beat two inside of Midgar. I have beaten all nine of these fucking Valkyries. And I'll tell you what, as soon as I got to the one... As soon as I got to the one, not in Musselheim, I actually beat the one in Musselheim. Hmm. Like, uh, going through, I beat the Valkyrie inside Musselheim when I went to Nilheim. And the toxic, like, the freaking poisonous gas. Yes. In, going yep. through all the different, collecting the mist echoes for each and every little thing. Just try to farm that so I can unlock the, the rifts and stuff like that. And get the dust realm stuff and this and that. It took me about a good solid day or two to actually go and beat this Valkyrie in general on the normal difficulty because I had to go forth and navigate that maze. Granted, it wasn't the most difficult, but uh, I had to literally farm different enemies and different mist echoes in order to upgrade my armor to the extent that I could survive longer inside of the mist itself. But after I did that, facing off against her, and I lost maybe like two or three times against this Valkyrie in and of itself. I'm like, you know what? I have to make some sort of change to this. So I actually put it on the difficulty from normal to story mode in that regards. When I did that and stuff like that, yeah, the baseline enemies, they were not like leveling up to like my level or something like that, you know, like a balanced sort of gameplay s type of things. No, it actually made it a much more fun for me because now I'm actually going to go forth, take out the main enemies that have been killing me, even though I am literally up to their level. Yeah, like, I, literally levels above them, right? But they're level scaling towards like with me. So I was having a fun time going through collecting mist and stuff. That's actually how I got out of the 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 Nilheim stuff. Was uh, I changed the difficulty level? I was able to farm some echoes. I was finally able. It did take me a couple tries, mind you. I was able to beat the Valkyrie over inside of Nilheim. After that, though, I went through and defeated all the ones inside of, uh, across, Midgar, like Muselheim, Nilheim, like Helheim and stuff, and uh, Alfheim and stuff. So all of those Valkyries and stuff. And then comes the queen of the Valkyries. Let me tell you something. Just because I lowered down the difficulty, you would think, oh, (laughs) wait a minute okay, this is going to make this uh, boss like kind of a walk in the park and stuff like that, right? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, well, let's see what happens. No, no, it's not a walk in the park, even on the easiest difficulty. This boss is <laughs> quintessentially one of the toughest in the entire game, even tougher than, say, like the quote-unquote final boss of oh, this yeah. game.
0: I think this... it's like it's supposed to be the toughest fight in the entire game is the, is the final
1: Valkyrie. Yes. Yes, absolutely it is. It took me around two hours to go forth and beat Jeez. this boss, And this was last night. <laughs> and let me tell you something, Tyler. I have played my fair share of, uh, I've played my fair share of games. I went through, spent close to hundred hours inside of Elden Ring. Went through all the different bosses. Hell of a hard time going through some of the more predominant ones. This Queen of the Valkyries, it was on that level of some, like, blood, like, uh, Dark Souls-style bosses in that regards. And the thing about it was, it this Queen of the Valkyries incorporates multiple different attacks from the other Valkyries. I mean, this is essentially like the ultimate type of Valkyrie to where it's doing fire attacks, it's doing ice attacks, it's doing these these flawed lunges and stuff like that. A
0: little bit Sometimes, of everything.
1: Yeah, it's doing a little bit of everything. You have literally a split second to avoid her, like, going up in the air and all of a sudden just pouncing on you and just going right to the boot to the face. (laughs) I do like how when you start this boss fight, right, Kratos goes to go forth and, like, uh, go into, like, the rift and stuff to try to grab the thing out of the rift. And as immediately as he tries doing that, here she comes out of the freaking rift and stuff and just, like, just grabs him by the freaking face and starts dragging him across the ground. Like, holy crap. But, uh... Oh, much like the Valkyrie inside of Muselheim, it had to. It took me a bit, but uh, I had to literally concentrate my entire concentration on the not only the boss patterns, but actually kept in check like uh, the oh my gosh, all the different types of things that I had to keep track of. You know, like how much my rage meter was going up, how much like uh, of a cooldown one of my attacks was going. There's this attack that Kratos does, right, where if you equip this specific specific rune on and stuff, if you hold L1 and then press R1 and stuff, there's this specific type of ice attack that it'll shoot like an ice beam or something at uh, your enemies, right? And it will just whittle down a lot of their health points and stuff like that. So I got to a point where, when that boss battle started, I would do that, and do this ice beam, and it would actually get close to about two bars off of it, give or take. Like, Atreus using his, this, like, a freaking wolf pack attack and stuff, and his, uh, his freaking bolt arrows and stuff. And holy shit, dude. I mean, this was an endurance run, facing off against that final boss. I mean, I had it on story difficulty, right? And... I was naive to think, oh, okay, this is not going to be too bad. You know, I'm going to go yeah. forth and do this. Just and hack do that, slash, and slash, you're done.
0: Yeah.
1: But no, no, that thing was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And that was, and that's the thing, though. Keep a track on what she was going to do was difficult because sometimes she'll do this, like the swooping attack where she'll do it like maybe two or three times. But if you. Be, But if you don't keep track, like, say, target her or something with a target cursor or something like that, you will not see her do that. Because she moves so quickly sometimes that it breaks the targeting thing. And I can't go forth and concentrate on her as she's swooping down. And so randomly, of course, I'm getting, like, uh, drugged to the ground or something like that. Or I'm just a split second too slow. And she comes from above and starts stomping my face. (laughs) And, oh, my gosh, though. But after a while I did end up going and beating her. I had to get a resurrection stone from uh, Brock and Sindri because this is that type of fight to where there's a reason why they only, the game developers only wanted you to have one at a time. And Mm -hmm. it's because they didn't want you to cheese it to where, Hey, you could beat every boss in the game. If you have multiple different resurrection stones or whatever the hell type of thing. But, uh, I will say yes. I did beat all the, I did beat all the Valkyries. I did beat the Queen Valkyrie. I got that trophy unlocked from doing that shit. But the funniest part about this game, though, is like I've been going through every single little bit of every area in this regards. I'm starting getting that feeling where if I love a game and I've played through it to an extent, I want to get everything out of it. I want to unlock and like collect everything in that regards because this is. That's how my mind works sometimes. Last time I had that type of extent, oh boy, it's been a while, but uh, at least over a year since I've actually had this type of feeling. But let me tell you something. Right now, I am over, let's see, I have 100% at Muselheim. I've done all the trials, every trial. Let's see, which one was it? Like Uh, Nilheim, I did everything for there. I unlocked every rift, unlocked every type of like chests and stuff like that alfheim and stuff like the three realms i've just mentioned i've 100 percented all three of those
0: so you got midgard left then
1: i have midgard left yes and helheim it took me a little bit though but i 100 percented that as well not too much left when i went through it initially and so that just leaves helheim and with helheim i am close to about 85 percent done Hmm. and that means i have okay, all the Valkyries and, like, all the other things, yeah, that's done, right? And so I have, like, about... I have one more task left, like, one more favor or some of that sort. I have to find one more shop. I have to free one more dragon. I need to find nine more of the Odin Ravens. And uh, let's just say that I'm keeping tabs of everything, though, but I will say this, though. The experience of going through the Valkyries... The whole thing about, like, uh, not only just the end of the game in and of itself, the story mode and all this and that and stuff. Finishing off with, like, uh, finishing Brock's injuries, like, various stuff. That was friggin' awesome, in my honest opinion. I have been glued. I've been keeping tabs, like, uh, when I get stuck inside of the games and stuff, I have my YouTube app right, but I just type in, like, what type of area it is and stuff. And I've been following the kind of like a playthrough list on that because I want to collect everything. I want to just find the rest of the Yoten the, the shrines, which I only have like two left now. <laughs> and uh, it's it's fun insight because as much knowledge as I'm getting out of it, I'm going to be even more inclined when I'm starting Ragnarok. Hmm. So it's like I'm getting the most out of this game that I should have a long time ago, but at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting it done. I'm almost completely finished with the game. And I am probably going to give it probably like another day, maybe like another day or two or something like that. See if like, uh, I get everything else complete and then it's going to be quickly on to Ragnarok and stuff like that. But other than this whole God of War tangent and stuff that I'm on, because I am just so fucking stoked that, uh, I am nearly done with this game and stuff. <laughs> Tyler, how have you been doing? That
0: was all. Oh, we're still in intro, so yeah, um, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I've had the last few days off. Uh, I got because extra life, it just kind of everything kind of timed out perfectly for me with uh, extra life last Saturday, and then you know I was gonna have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then like wait, kind of War Ragnaroks coming out on Wednesday. Well, I'm just gonna switch to the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, so I've been doing all right. Um, we're already in it. We're going to keep the God of War tangent going. Um, 13 seconds, 7 minutes, 38 hours. Mm-hmm. That's how long it took me to beat God of War Ragnarok.
1: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Repeat that, please.
0: 13 seconds, uh-huh. 7 minutes, and 38 hours.
1: Th- you fucking beat this game already. <laughs> 38 hours you put into the game. Gable's...
0: I wanted to just point out something. I just realized three beers in that I didn't eat dinner because I've been playing God of War <laughs> Ragnarok <rugby laughs> <while. laughs> for four straight <laughs> fucking days. Uh, today was by far the like least healthy. It's been getting kind of shitty out. Weather's pretty bad. So it's like Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday is pretty nice. So it wasn't yeah. like, I was still going out, let, taking, um, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say his name. I was letting him out and we were going for walks. Um, and uh the last couple days has been like well it's like 25 degrees out windy so i'm just stuck inside now so i guess we're not gonna be doing any outdoor activities so here we go um (laughs) i have finished god of war ragnarok uh and i didn't mean to it wasn't the plan um i just i literally beat it about 30 minutes before we hopped on the computer here or before (laughs) i hopped on um
1: oh my god dude that's amazing
0: Where should I start? God of War 2018 is my favorite game of all time. I've been talking about that for a long time. I talked about last year, last January 2021. Uh, I beat, I ran, I did a, a playthrough again on New Game Plus of God of War, of God of War 2018. And I, and I was like, I'm here to say that God of War 2018 is my favorite game of all time. And like that's been my thing. I'm like, I don't know how they top it. I don't know how they do it. Um, it's been four and a half, over four and a half years since that game. Left on a cliffhanger. Um, and I was just like, I don't know how you, what do you, where do you go from here? That game is just pure. I mean, it's just the top of line story, top of line production, top of line acting, top of line everything. Like, there's no, it's just the best of the best to me. And Ragnarok blows it out of the fucking water. This game just starts on a fucking high, and just wow. goes up, 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 and up. it just never stops. It starts, boom. Much like with The Stranger, uh, we later on find out is was Boulder at the beginning of God of War yeah. 2018. Yeah. It starts like that, but times 10. And it's just, that's that's where it starts. And it just keeps going up from there.
1: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know I've been anticipating sort of that because, uh, well, that's the thing. That's been with the trailer for, like, God of War Ragnarok starting off with. But uh, if you, that's the thing, though. If you go back to the house... Like say and they yeah, you they have that option arrest, Thor. it goes it goes into that thing where you see Thor yeah. and stuff first thing. So that's been like common knowledge though. But at the same time I do agree though, that that's definitely a fucking high to start off with. Yeah.
0: So start there. Um I did I also did the secret ending in this game as well. There is one. Some minor spoilers, I guess, for that. Um yeah. but uh I I think most people assume that, um, based off the last game. Um But yeah, I just I, I I don't know if you want to be like, usually I have like cliff notes of like things I want to talk about when I play a game. And I was just like, I don't even know where the fuck to start. Um, I th- it's good. this game, these games are hard to talk about. Cause this game is so, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Cause this game is uh, okay. so story heavy, but to kind of like, I mean, I. Oof.
1: so, okay. So story stuff aside and stuff like that, are you going through and exploring things?
0: Oh, Gables, I did almost everything.
1: What seriously?
0: I, I'm not okay. I am not the the collectible guy. I know you are. That's not really my thing. The, now, to be fair, I found the majority of them, but I'm not like the guy that's gonna like I'm gonna look I'm gonna like look at the map, see what I'm missing, and like go find it or anything like that. That's just not for me. That's like just the time. Like, um, but like I'm more of like the I'll do it as I'm going through the areas. Like I'm definitely like I'm doing all the side quests. Mm-hmm. I I done all the side quests for like two. Uh th- that you can do in the main game. There's this in-game content you can do afterwards as well. Okay. Uh there is like a uh okay, kind of like the Valkyrie style thing. I don't want to spoil what it is. There is a Valkyrie type thing though, where there's like there's X amount of enemies and you gotta kill them all. All side content. Um there are some other things, and that's like there, and there's like a couple things like that, but like Yeah, I like so like I like said I like as I would get to a new area, I would explore everything. I would go around to every little nook and cranny and uh i do all the side quests and like i do all the things i'd see or like are like you're like on a boat and like you go i go all the docks just like i did in the first game right uh, right and like that's kind of i am i'm not gonna type this game like okay well i missed six chests so i'm gonna go back that's just not for me uh i don't find i mean i know a lot of people like you a lot of people they love that shit that's just i'm like the like that's even like back in the collect the collect a stuff that's never vibe with me uh but i love all the like side bosses i love all the side quest like dude the side quests in this game are fucking phenomenal. Like, I implore you, like, the, some of the side quests in this game are on par production-wise, story-wise, to, like, learning about these characters on par with the main game itself. The One of the uh. first ones you do, like, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a whale involved. Uh, and I uh, fucking adore it. Like, it, I think it's really important, too, because a lot of it, like, a lot of these side quests are dealing with the past of your the characters in the game. And, I see like you're learning, like I've learned so much about somebody, so many backstories about a lot of these characters and about like how they, who they were beforehand. And like, kind of like, uh, just trying to make amends for a lot. Some of them are like making amends for things. Some are like, just trying to like, uh, yeah, I don't want to say anymore. I don't want to spoil anything, but like the side quests, like the side quests are better than most games. Like I would oh. argue better than a lot of like main story games, like my like, content I've ever played. Uh and like there are there's like the ones that you know, like like you know find nine of these things are fine like there's a few of those in there but like I mean there's more than a few there's probably a dozen but like there's like I would say like 10 side quests that are like they're must plays like you like they should just be a part of the storyline I can't believe they're not um there's like one of the one of the um and I can't believe how big the worlds are so I've been to all the realms Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not spoilers. They said that all nine realms are playable in the game. Uh, oh, good. Some are like smaller areas. I don't want to spoil it. like Musel, Muselheim is. More okay, the... so like, so, so Muselheim like, uh... is still a challenge level world. Okay, uh, so Makes sense. uh But it's 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 hard. Uh, I I think I might have broke my my PS5 my new my new God of War controller doing the Muselheim shit, dude. It got it's <laughs> tense. It's hard and it's time consuming, but it's good. It's fun. Um, But, um, like, yeah, there's, there's a couple of worlds like that that are smaller, like they're like, you know, you don't have a lot to do in them. Like, or like, there's a lot to do, but they're like, there's not a lot of like, it's not explorable areas. Um, and there's a few areas are fucking like, they're like on the level, like, so everything all in the, in the first game, 2018, everything always kind of led back to the the lake of the nine. Uh, so like, and in like, that was like the big open world. And then there's all the other realms you go to and they're all kind of straightforward. Yeah uh that's not the case in this game there's multiple worlds multiple realms that are on scale if not bigger than the lake of the nine multiple what? of them yes yes and it's fucking wild i don't even know if like i i, I like i'm sure i'm like I said, i've done the majority of all the realms i've been in but i know wow. i missed some shit um but yeah, like i said the, the the side quest shit is phenomenal the gameplay the I, I the, it's like someone played Doom and it's like let's make an action adventure game version of that, and this is what we got Ragnarok out of it. It is like I talk about Doom twenty sixteen is my was my favorite first person shooter game of all time. Mm-hmm.
1: The,
0: this is that, but in a I don't know what you want to call it melee style action role play. I don't know what you want to call it, but. If that style of game, this is that, like it is phenomenal. The way all of like the the fight, the battles, like the 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 way like you can combine all your like runes together, and they changed the way of, like the because I thought in the first game it was a little bit overwhelming sometimes, like all of like the all your um um what's the, like, your armor and shit like that, and you can put the runes on them. That's yeah. gone. No, they've, oh. they've they've changed it they've rearranged it so now it's it's not as cumbersome and as, as much but like you can like you know maybe you can add like special attacks to your weapons and shit like that and you start off right away with the fucking chains which are awesome and they are like i never really yeah. used them after like you really had to in like the first game in this game oh. I, oh. I i would still say i probably use the axe the majority of the time but in this game like i i I, I kept wanting to go back to it. I was having so much fun with the chains in this game that I just kept wanting to use them. Uh, they, they've done so much more, like it's so much more fluid now where like, I'm like mixing and matching my attacks, all my special attacks I can do. And like, you can add like little, like you can add ruins, to, like to make things a little better for you. And it's like, I love like, like you can like, it's kind of like in like a on of Dune 2016 where like you can see all the chess moves as you're going. Right. And I haven't played a game that's done that since, until Ragnarok, where I feel like you get to you get to an arena, you get to an area where there's a fight, and it's like okay, if I do this, I could swing across. The, like, and now they added like a thing now you could swing with the chains across areas, uh, ah. which just adds even more mobility to like the worlds and the fights itself, and like the way everything just flows together. It's like I can like all right, I'm gonna go here, do this, go here, chain this there, do this, do the special tech, boom, area effect damage, all that, level all the shit up, like. I, I went. I I did like the Muselheim stuff. I, like I went in. I I leveled up. I maxed out all of my gear. I maxed out everything. Like except for like, there's levels to like. I don't know what I gotta do to get the, all the levels to uh, the level up the Leviathan axe. Is the one thing I'm missing. Is like I'm one level short on that one. Because uh, you gotta like find like the what was it the Chaos Flames or something like that.
1: To yeah, uh, I, you know what? Just putting a little bit of pause on that one for a moment and stuff like that. I know in the original. Like, uh, say, God of War 2018 and stuff, I had the exact same problem, and that one ended up, what I ended up doing was just going to, like, a Brock and Sindri and stuff like that, end up buying the, uh, I think I did something to where I collected some bid and stuff that I kind of unlocked that buying option for, like, that, uh, specific item that you need in order to, like, uh, level up your Leviathan Axe to the uh, maximum level, but uh, that, that could be the case for this game. It may not be. Um, but...
0: No, because in the first game, you had to like you can get you get all of them, but the last level by playing through the main game, and then like right. you got the the last level for the the chains by defeating the Valkyrie and the uh, Muselheim. That's to get the yeah. last level for the chain. I can't remember what you had to do in the, the last level. Oh, you had to go to the Niflheim to get the last level for the uh, Leviathan axe. I believe. I think. I, yep. I, I could be wrong on that one. Um... But like I said, I've done like I I, I may, maybe I missed some side quests that you can like unlock throughout. But like um, I've done all the ones except for one, two, two that like at a certain point I was like one world today where I spent. Give not I'm not lying to you, man. Like I start I popped I I got up at six thirty this morning, let dogs out, got the birds up, um, made some coffee, sat down, started playing. About six forty five, six fifty, I looked down, it was twelve thirty. Oh, shit. And I've been in the same... I've just been doing side shit in this one world. And I'm like, I got to move on. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I literally just sat there for nearly six straight hours. And I'm not kidding. Like, maybe got to pee a few times. And that was it. And I'm like, I need to, like, do something. So, like, that's like... So, I, <laughs> I, I put the game down for a couple hours. And I went to some shit. And then came back in and just kind of, like, ended up, like... Next thing I know, I'm like... And the point... Of, like, you get to that point, the part of the game where it's like, this is the point of no return type thing. And yep. I'm like, okay. And then like, I wasn't like, so I wasn't meaning to beat the game, but I was like, well, I got, I'm here. So
1: might as well try it. I got to <laughs> do
0: it. I got to know. And it's kind of that weird thing where like, um, you know, it's like, I, I have felt this way since like probably like Mass Effect 3 and like this type of game where like, there's definitely games where like, I just want to know what happens. But like as yep. far as a game that has like that open world, like that openness aspect to it where you can just deep dive into all shit. But, like, when remember Mass Effect 3, like, I just so badly wanted to know what happened. But also, I, at the same time, I love playing this game. Like, I love the gameplay of this game. But also, I want to know, I want to do the side content in this game. Right. Where it's like, they're like there's that inner battle in you where it's like, I got to know everything. I got to do everything. But also, I need to hurry up and beat this game because I want to know what the fuck happens. Uh, unfortunately, Mass Effect 3 did not hit that landing. Got a Ragnarok, right wrong, hit that fucking landing, and blew out of the goddamn water. It's... Like it was that it's that weird fight of me the whole fucking way through, where mm. I I just kept wanting like oh, what's that what's that over there I want to go over there check that out oh okay what's that over there I'm like well fuck I want like okay well this awesome story moment just happened I want to happen and oh my god the uh, not to spoil, I'm not spoiling anything but to talk about the story and like the characters I I love how like they did such a great job of like everybody had their moment in this game Brock Man. Sindri Freya Kratos Atreus tear Mimir and not just one several of just standout moments Uh mm. Brock is the MVP of this fucking game um, he made me laugh I'd shit you not no less than 15 times this game is one of the funniest games of all time Uh, And not in like... It's not a comedy. It's just the way they talk and interact. There's a fucking talking squirrel that's voiced by Troy Baker, I found out in the credits. Yeah. Uh, And it sounds stupid, but he's fucking awesome. He's incredible. And every time I got a chance to talk to the guy... Big, I had a big smile on my fucking face. I'm like, I love this fucking guy. I wanted, I could sit and listen I talk for hours. And like, I would sit there and like, every time I get to like an area and like, they'd have like, the characters have a side conversation where like, you can roam around, you don't have to listen. I would stand there and just eavesdrop on every conversation. I wanted to know everything they're talking about. I wanted to hear everything they were saying. I didn't want to miss anything in this game. I read all the lore as I was finding it. I wanted to know everything that was happening and I fucking adored Every goddamn second of it. This game made me laugh more than probably any other game has made me laugh. And I don't know how long, maybe ever. Uh, maybe it's like, since probably like jazz punk. Maybe that was like 2016. Um, <laughs> this game made me cry more than any game has ever made me cry. There's so many beautiful moments in this game. And a lot of it's not even like the, the voice acting or what they're saying. It's just like, I Kratos is like, he says so little with his voice, but the way the animation, Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos, uh, who did like all the motion capture and the voice for him, um, the way they animate it, the way he does it is like, it is, he's, like I said, he doesn't say a lot with his voice, but his face is just says so fucking much. And like, just looking at his face, and the like the acting like the way they acted in all this and like the the like said the like the the facial uh, animation all that is like like i was just like eyes glued to the screen jaws dro- dropping just shocked at how beautiful these moments were and like just with no talking just subtle like things with their hand with their face with just like the animation um of all this and like uh, Blown away. Um, like if you don't vibe with 2018, I understand it's not everybody's game. Uh, but if anybody ever says that game's not, it's not, it's a bad game, I won't listen to you. Your opinion's invalid to me. Um, <laughs> you know, like Elder Ring, I don't like Elder Ring, I will never say it's a bad game. Um, it just doesn't vibe with me. Uh, but I, this isn't hyperbole this is like I'm living in the moment. Uh, this is the greatest game of all time. And spoiler alert, it's my game of the year. And everything <laughs> is just fighting for number two. So when we do game of the year, the real question is, what's Tyler's number two game of the year? Because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Ragnarok, and I i never say it. I, I just, but I, I have to spoil it for you now, six weeks out. Uh, and there's still like a half dozen more games I want to play this year. Uh, but Ragnarok is number one with the bullet. And if anything can top it for Game of the Generation, oh my god. Unless it's not whatever they do next. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs to play this game. Uh, It is the pinnacle of video games. Um, From production value, voice acting, Acting, gameplay, story, open world, everything, like nothing it feels wasted in this game. Every in mm-hmm. this game is huge. Like I said, I put 38 hours into it. Uh, and I could, pr- there's probably, like if I wanted to do all the collectibles and everything like that, probably another 20. Um, but, uh, probably less than that, probably like 10. Um, but like, I, I am... St- it's not going to be right now, but eventually I do want to go back and play uh, and do like the the in-game content and the side content. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, that was well said. I mean, Thank absolutely. You. Makes me much more look forward to this game after I complete God of War 2018, which yeah. isn't too far away. And I know I'm going to be starting Ragnarok fairly soon. Because that's the thing, man. It's like, here's part of the reason why that I am purposely him distancing, like, say, me playing Ragnarok would say, like, some the next release of Pokemon Scarlet. It's because if these two came in at the same time, delivered, like, say, let's say, for example, that if I had kept the listing, like this overall thing for God of a Ragnarok on Amazon, and that came in like the same day as Pokemon Scarlet, I would have ignored one or the other probably Mm. until the other one was done. And so because Pokemon Scarlet for me isn't coming in until like close to the end of the month because of that stuff, I am, I am fine not playing it release day as long as I play through Ragnarok first. (laughs) Because I need some sort of blow-off after all of this fucking God of War, dude. It's awesome. I've loved going through, but at least with what I'm doing right now, I am enjoying every fucking moment. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um... <sighs> uh, man, it's it's so weird. I uh, You know, it's like... I'm in a weird mental spot right now. Where I've waited over four and a half years uh, to play this game, and in four days I've beat it, and it's like I I, I don't I, I I'm happy like I don't regret doing that like because um, I don't know if like if I do it my normal state where like I maybe get a couple hours during the week and then like have to like play a shit ton during the weekend, um, it would have been a lot like I've, I would have probably f- mainlined it a lot more than I wanted to. So I'm really happy having these four days off to do it, um, to play this game and just sit down, no distractions, no anything other than no, my, my dog who I love very much. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, this is going to be like a weekend. I'll never forget like this four day, this like four days off. Just sit around and play God of war Ragnarok. There's like, dude, like I know it's video games, it's whatever. But like, to me, it's like, this it is going to be one of my all, Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be one of my all-time favorite, like, like, obviously, like, personal, like, real-life things. It's, it won't go up there, but, like, for, like, just memorable, fun, exciting things, you know, like, this will be one of the greatest, one of my favorite weekends of all time. And, like, I'll always have, like, this weekend of, like, just playing the greatest game of all time for four straight fucking days. Um
1: yeah, you, it's one of those moments where you will remember it—not just five years, not just ten years, maybe like twenty years from now—and just remote. It's like, yeah, when people speak about God of a Ragnarok in hindsight, it's like yeah, you know what? I played that game without release and I spent four fucking days straight playing that and blah, blah, yeah. blah. You're going to be saying that to your fucking kids or for yeah. your great kids or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah, well, by, by the, like when the PlayStation 12 is out, they're probably like, this game looks like shit. So like, I can't even imagine uh, they'd, Like they'd be playing with this controller and it's like, how did you play with these things? This is, like Like, controller?
1: Uh, Why can't I just use my hands with VR? Yeah,
0: really? Or, yeah, like, it, it'd really be like the Back to Future 2 thing where, like, the Oh my god, yeah, that really happened. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. This, I can't wait to talk to you about it, Gables. Okay, uh, when you play through it. Um, but uh, oh my god, I don't, I'm just like I'm in that like I'm like I said, I'm in that weird mental space where it's like when you when you finish like a really good TV show and there's just like that empty feeling in a little bit where like you've just like this is like you just been like all your free time has been dedicated to like watching this show and then you finish there's, it and you're just like,
1: there's that void.
0: Yeah. And there's like that. Vo- and it's like, I sat there. I, I watched the, it. I didn't fast forward to the credits. I just sat there and I'm let just me tell like,
1: you, wow. Let me, let me tell you something, Tyler throughout the entire time that I've played video games. There has been only a handful to where at the very end, after I have beaten them, I wish they never ended. Or I wish they never, like, in that regards. And that that was, like, maybe a handful. I mean, I can recall a couple of games that felt like that. One of them being one of my favorite games of all time, Chrono Trigger. Mm -hmm. Another one being Persona 4 Golden and even, like, Persona 5 Royal. Because when you spend a lot of time inside of one game world and everything clicks on all cylinders, the characters, the plot, the act, not just the acting, but the gameplay... Mm -hmm. Everything else just felt fun, unique, and what what you're telling me is you're having this moment now, similar to how you had Doom in 2016, where it's like it changed a lot of what you anticipated. This like anticipated in regards to how this game was going to impact you because you knew, well, both you and I knew that God of War Ragnarok coming out this year, we knew it was going to be a good game. Yeah, I mean, there was no debating that, but. Hearing how like great of a game that is, not just from you, but like all this praise upon every, like almost every single person that has played it, even like predominant YouTubers, even though I don't watch these, the freaking like Ragnarok videos that are showcasing, but even for guys like say like Moist Critical is like, man, this game is fucking amazing, and blah mm. blah blah, and so on and so forth. Just like all the YouTubers, and so, it seems like a commonality type of thing, like a major event has happened, and quite honestly. The last time we've had a gaming moment to where it's felt like a major event, in my honest opinion, has been Skyrim. Honestly, that's like The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. You know, when that released back then, I could attend it to like something like that. But even earlier on this year, I could say Elden Ring was that moment for a lot of people as well. But from what I'm getting from Ragnarok, everybody fucking loves this. (laughs) It was just above and beyond. But, oh God, dude. Yeah, when you have moments like that inside of a game that you've spent so much time and effort into it, it's like it's on another level. This is the type of high on a fantastic, like amazing video game that few mediums go forth and achieve. Certain TV shows or something, maybe like movies or stories, like books or whatever the hell. Those type of mediums and stuff, yeah. You know, some of them will be fantastic, some of that, and then some will be the best of all time and stuff. But what makes it more beneficial for a video game is, like, you put so much time and effort into acting as the character, playing through all these different scenarios. Everything is tested and stuff. And on top of that, it just feels like a Hollywood – it just feels like a major type of, like, cinematic production on top of it. It's so immersive that it feels like it's top-notch. Man, I just got to admit, man, it's like, I can't wait to start this game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, like like you said, it's like, um, yeah, they nailed the landing. It's mm. to me, it's like, it's like Avengers Endgame. You know, mm. that was 20 movies and uh, 13 years of build up. <laughs> yeah. and they nailed the landing. Breaking Bad, I think it was like seven years of like one and, of the greatest shows and- of all time. And they nailed the fucking landing. It's so hard to nail the landing. They did it. I didn't, I mean, like, you, I was guessing, like, oh, well, you know, this is where it's going to go. It's like, and that's always a bad thing knowing where it's going to go, but like, I had no idea where it was going to go. Uh, it did not have, did not end the way I was anticipating it would end. And it still was 20 times better than anything I ever would have thought of. So, um, yeah, uh, 20 out of 10. <laughs> so, I think Michael Huber from Easy Allies he framed uh God of War 2018 as like there's like a lot of like not a lot of games but there's always there's those games that get 10 out of 10s and people will take it as like oh they're, they're not they're, they're not perfect whatever like there's this this and, that. and no one was ever saying that 10 out of is perfect like yeah there's no, no, there's no game no, no nothing is perfect uh but uh Michael Huber from Easy Allies framed God of War 2018 as the the perfect ten out of ten, um, and to him and I, this is to me the perfect ten out of ten. Like I, I have no real gripes. Um,
1: Would you say though, Tyler, after playing God of War Ragnarok, does it make you look upon other games like uh, that you've either played most recently or some just things like? Holy shit! You know, it's like, how can I go back to playing some of these other games though? When I have I've just experienced this, like it's almost like a mind frame change of how you now expect certain games to be.
0: <laughs> I mean, Gables in, in like six days, I'm gonna be playing the new Pokemon game on six year old hardware. So yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's that's a my <laughs> thing. Of like, man, I'm going from this game running at a perfect uh, at 1080p sixty frames per second. You, you can do thirty and four K and there's hundred and twenty frames in there as well. Uh to like I'm gonna be playing the new Pokemon game that looks exactly the same as it did six years ago. Um with Let's Go, but running worse. So um <laughs> yes. It's definitely yeah, it's everything's gonna be graded on a curve now from the God of War scale, uh in my in the back of my head. But I will do my best to be as ab- objective as possible. But uh yeah it's definitely one of those games that's like it's set the generation. Um, and I, that's the bar now to like, I don't want at the bar, but that's like, like if you want to be in the pantheon to me personally, like I know like elder rings to that to a lot of people and whatever. But to me, that's like, if you can just get anywhere close to that conversation, like you're, do you're, I mean, you're in like another, like you're an all time level. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, what we're, what we're witnessing right now is, like, this is, like, I think this is a, a game changer um, for a mm-hmm. lot of people, and uh, I I don't know what the studio, what Santa Monica Studios is going to do next, but uh, they can they can make, they can remake the Atari ET game, and I'd be fully on board at this point with them, but... Um, I did also buy the two hundred dollar collector edition on top of the digital edition <laughs> yeah. and on top of the the controller. I've got like over three hundred dollars invested in this fucking game now. Um, Probably ever been worth it though,
1: right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they
0: deserve every fucking penny. Uh, I would have bought the Yotuner edition that was two hundred and sixty, but it was sold out everywhere. Um, wow, but um, I got so that's it was supposed to arrive Friday, but I got delayed, so it's gonna arrive tomorrow. I just really want Thor's hammer, so um, yeah. But uh, I mean Gables hard as the do let's move on we are okay 46 minutes in to this podcast so um let's talk about let's move on from some god of war talk to nintendo talk um okay nintendo sales update we had a fiscal report for them this is for uh q2 of uh, 2022 no is it q3 no it's q2 because we're in q3 right now yeah um so all this information is as of september 30th um so the Nintendo switch has now passed over hundred and fourteen million units sold um they were initially projecting to sell twenty one million units uh this fiscal year they're now dropping it to nineteen million units so um i mean still i mean you're gonna sell around twenty million units in year six of being on the market that's still fantastic but for the first time it seems like we're seeing a decline in um interest in uh Nintendo switch uh animal crossing new horizon is officially the best-selling game in the history of japan at around wow. 10 million units sold um yes yeah, between three uh is the best selling uh is the best start ever for a it's the fastest selling switch game um so far after just a, it came out i think like september 9th or something like that so only a few yes. weeks on the market uh but it's so far it's the fastest selling game on the switch ever um and in just 3 weeks on the market it was at 7.9 million units sold i believe um it was 5.6 million was how many it sold in just japan alone it is wow. the so it will probably pass animal crossing new horizons eventually um depending on the life cycle of the thing it surprised
1: me at all because yeah. platoon 3 man it's been hyper popular popular not only just in japan but like There's still plenty of people that are just playing it routinely and stuff on uh, the Switch online stuff, including like the new Splatfest thing that's going on currently. But it's like Pokemon this weekend. God damn, yeah, it's Pokemon thing, dude.
0: Yeah, why would you do it now? (laughs) Fuck off, God of War's out. I
1: know, right? Right in the middle of Ragnarok. Yeah, fucking, (laughs) it's the end of the
0: world as we know it, and I'll be fine. Um, But it's Splatoon three has more than doubled the launch of uh, Splatoon two, so. Um, doing really good there. Uh, the only the only thing I think what, the reason it might not surpass Animal Crossing: New Horizons for best selling is Animal Crossing still selling very well. Uh, yeah. Sold 750,000 copies last quarter, um, but also and that's not, that's worldwide, not Japan. But um, who knows how long this Switch is going to go on for? You know, it's like when we get the Switch, too, so maybe that might drop it off there. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is at 5.27 million and sold, the best selling Kirby game since. The original Kirby on Game Boy, who would have thought <laughs> that was the the best selling Kirby game of all time? Um, but yeah, it's now the best selling Kirby game ever. Well um, deserved. Yes, it's uh, a top ten game for sure. Oh, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports is now at six point one five million units sold, selling very well for a game that just nobody talks about. Um, hmm. I believe it's sold over a million copies as well in the last quarter. So. That wouldn't surprise um, me. That game came out like in April, so that's it did. April. yeah, yeah. Um, Mario Strikers Battle League is at 2.17 million units. That came out in June, so wow. doing pretty good. That's about on par for I, for the sports games. Do uh, I think I, I can't remember. I can't I couldn't find the numbers, but I, I, the the golf and the tennis game were kind of about the same as well. So. I don't so it know. It's kind at, of
1: normal for those type of uh, Mario sports. Yeah, game. they're
0: kind of like I mean, for a any game, I, I think most games would be happy with selling that many copies. But for a, for a, a Switch game, um, and then with the name Mario and within the title, um, probably I mean, very they're doing really well over Like I mean, it's outstanding numbers. But and I, I think those games are made probably on the cheap as well for video games, so they're hard to complain. And Xenoblade Chronicles three at one point uh, seven two million sold. Uh, oh. well past uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but there's been uh, concerns lately that maybe it's not going to have the uh, the staying power of uh, two had. So, um, but it's, it's it's the launch is it's the best launch ever for a Xenoblade Chronicles game. Uh, but I guess. It all
1: depends upon the story expansions that they're going to be releasing later on and stuff like that, because what gave the second game Shelf Life, even beyond what it initially was, is because they introduced the Toma expansion, which that one was satisfactory for a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles fans and stuff. I'm kind of feeling like this will be the same thing with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to where, yeah, maybe petering off some bit, but yeah, 1.72 million copies sold, that's fantastic for a Xenoblade Chronicles game, but on top of that, you know, it's like we still have within the next year, like another expansion that's going to be releasing and stuff. But, man, yeah, it's it's amazing. From where that franchise has came from, all of a sudden, the third entry, man, is just the best-selling entry.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like the heights of it. So, um, whatever. I mean, it seems like they're pretty happy with that. So, uh, But next period of the Switch um, is the second best-selling console. Um, ever only behind the DS. Um, they just passed. Oh, fuck the Wii last quarter. Um, they are, <laughs> they are now uh, at 114.3 million. Uh, the PS4 oh. is sitting out currently, and I think that I think they're done. Um, with it is 116.6 million. So they'll definitely probably pass. They'll probably pass that this quarter. Oh, they
1: definitely will pass the PS4 in terms they're gonna, of life for, sales.
0: Yeah, they're gonna for sure pass it. I just I. Um, they'll probably, but I think they sold like, th- like a little over. Was it, it was close to three million units sold in the yep. last quarter. So I mean, this is the holiday period. So um, they'll probably they should pass it this coming this quarter. We're in currently. Um, I'll tell you
1: what, though. It's like the bigger the bigger news coming out of that is like this Nintendo Switch has sold more than the fucking Wii in regards to that, and the yeah, Wii was I mean, huge back when one hundred
0: three million. So yeah,
1: but um, uh, the DS is at what now? Like, so
0: the Game Boy is after PS4. The Game Boy is next at one hundred and eighteen point yes. six nine. But I think that's bullshit I I hate that number because they combine the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. And those are yeah. two different consoles. Game Boy yes, Color they had are. over but they combined it's bullshit. Game Boy Color had over two hundred games for it. Exclusive games. Over two hundred.
1: Yes, there were. That's a
0: fucking different console with backwards there were,
1: compatibility. There were plenty of Game Boy color that's games like, that were not compatible to Game Boy, so that's they're
0: like different it, consoles. It, it, the, the Xbox One, or the Xbox Series X and S is like, well, we play Xbox games, so we're going to keep adding it to the OG Xbox Fuck off, Nintendo. No. It's bullshit. They're two different consoles. Quick combining numbers. Separate them. Fuck
1: you. That's exactly the point. It's like You have Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. All three of those were separate. Well, Game
0: Boy Advance they do count separately, but they, 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 Game Boy, Game Boy Color they count as one console, and I think it's bullshit. Um, I will say when I run for president, I'm going to stand on that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I'm going to make this Japanese this Japanese company do what I say. Uh, (laughs) So the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, two different consoles, but combined as one, have sold 118.69 million units. So should pass them probably by the end of the fiscal year so by march 31st um but moving on up here to the nintendo ds the second greatest hardware you know handheld and console ever at 154 million units
1: that was available everywhere when that first they had the the DSI it, and then they, they dude kinda... the DS Lite is the major reason why that the that, yeah. that DS brand became so popular because when they came out with that initial thing and then with the first year they dropped the price of that thing and because of how slow it was doing sales wise and stuff like that, they had to do a quick 360 upon the damn thing, and then like about a year or two later they come out with a freaking DS Lite. People wanted to buy the DS Lite. So many great fucking games in that freaking library still own plenty of them to this day but at the same point if the switch were even to get into second place maybe like below to the ds that is a fucking accomplishment there because it's like well surpass most of their the ds
0: is second place behind the ps2 yeah, at yeah. 155 million units sold so right. i i don't think they will pass that because if you no. think about it they would need to do two more years at 20 million units, which,
1: unless they Nintendo Nintendo do a pro, not just a full on, yeah, like say if they do like a pro version of it and everything is in regards to their innards and stuff.
0: I, uh, it's one of those things like, where like they will combine it together, uh, like much like they do with the Game Boy and Game of Color, but if they do a, a pro and they kind of just like, like the they Switch was brand, yeah, they just kind of keep the Switch brand growing. Like uh, that. That's that's not fair. To I don't think that. Like if like if they kind of keep it going and like we get if they do a pro say next year, and then that's like the next thing for like three or four more years, um, yeah they'll pass it. But like to me that's like we're like at the switch 2 at that point, um, especially if they start getting like exclusive games like the 3DS XL did, um, when we start getting exclusive content.
1: And, that's like, just the thing, man. It's like Nintendo doesn't have to do much in order to actually make this next iteration or something like that, like no, incredibly no,
0: we'll we'll get to that. That's gonna be the next that's gonna be the next topic. Um but yeah, I, I, I think with where we're at now, um it's definitely gonna pass I mean it's got two million units to go to get the PS four. It's gonna pass that probably it's probably already past that. Um it's four million units away from the Game Boy. It'll pass that for sure at least by the end of by March thirty first. Um and I mean, I, just, I don't. I mean, if it got one more year in them, I would be shocked if like this current iteration of the Switch probably ends in the 130 somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking it'll go. Uh, but Gables, we do have an updated top 10 list. Um, okay. That I want to show people. Uh, so, one second. The new top 10. Um, so we got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at 14.81 yeah. million units. Yep. Uh, We have Ring Fit Adventure, passing Pokemon Let's Go. It passed the Pokemon game. It
1: passed the Pokemon game
0: at fourteen point one eight seven million or fourteen point eight seven million. The what's weird is okay, this blows my mind. The Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remasters that came out last year that nobody liked. 14.92 14.92 million units sold.
1: They were still profitable and people had there were plenty that enjoyed that game. <laughs> I,
0: I don't I don't understand it. Uh whatever. Um Super Mario Party, 18.35 million units.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yep. Um uh, Mario Odyssey, at 24.4. I'm, I'm still stunned how far down that is. Uh do you think that would do so much better? Pokemon, I uh, I guess 3D Mario games don't sell very well. Like the 2D Mario ones are the ones that everybody wants. Uh Pokemon Sword Shield, 25.37 million units sold.
1: It is the most successful selling Pokemon game for consoles, yeah. Yeah. And oh, handle. Do, you,
0: do you want do you do you want to take a, a guess at what the previous best-selling game ever was in Japan before Animal Crossing New Horizon?
1: Okay. Oh my god. This is going to be a wild shot in the dark here. Was it red and blue?
0: It was red. And, well, it was red and green.
1: Red and green. That's right. Red yeah. and green. Blue was Americanized up until yeah. they re-released that version in Japan, like yeah. sometime later. But red and green, Pokemon red and yeah. green.
0: So you got the wrong. You got the question wrong. So you said red and blue. Ah. So it's red and green. So fuck you, Gables. Breath of the Wild twenty-seven I'm kidding with you. Breath of the Wild twenty-seven point no, uh, tw- of wild, 27. seven nine million units. Smash Bros. Ultimate, twenty nine point five three million units. So getting close to that. Wow. 30. And Animal Crossing: New Horizon, with uh, like I said, they did seven hundred forty thousand units sold uh, last quarter. Got them in the forty million club at forty point one seven million units. And then Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, sitting at forty eight point one four million, or forty <laughs> eight point four one million rather. Uh they somehow uh got like still sold over a million units um last quarter so it's just nuts like i i thought like they're slowly creating i think they're going to pass them because they're like for like the fourth year in a row right in a row they're doing the mario the mario kart bundle with the switch and that counts yes. as sales um yes which is weird because they don't they give the game they give the, the game is free with the switch but they still count it it's kinda <laughs> like when they when they were like, oh, Super Mario Brothers is the highest selling game of all time. Well it's, yeah, because it came with the fucking indie. It doesn't count. Um kind of
1: like with Wii the Wii when that was. Yeah, launched. they
0: they pushed the Wii Sports, sold over hundred million f- fuck off. Okay. It no wasn't even
1: it was like years later, but when they finally sold as a standalone thing for like about what, twenty dollars?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, shut up. No, it's not. Um But yeah, so we're it's it's bl- blows my mind. Like I I wish PlayStation and um, Xbox and like, Ubisoft, Capcom is really good too. Capcom is really good. Like they they break down everything too. But obviously right. the other big studios would would do the shit because I would, I would love to like see the breakdowns of like how well these games do because it's like I mean like they I don't even know for like Horizon Forbidden West is sold over Dude. ten million copies and
1: I'll tell you what yeah. I would love to see from like Sony or something like that what is their top ten best selling like games like of all time like first party games in yeah regards, just the first party i don't even care about the third party you no they the only tell you yeah. things the top 10 that have sold for you
0: yeah i'd love to see the ps4 numbers like the top 10s like i want to know how much I uncharted like like we know like the spider-man games we know like uh the first god of war and right. the last of us games sold over 20 million units and that's all we know but like we know like um horizon zero dawn sold for 10 million units Ah, yes i think goshima is around 10 million units so like i just i, I wish they would I, I wish all the other ones like I, I wonder how many i want especially now with xbox's game pass how many copies did you sell of forza horizon uh five because that game was number one in mpd's the month it came out so i want to see the numbers i i would love to see how many it sold now um Every I wanna,
1: single xbox owner yes
0: yeah, yeah. Well, but like I love that people actually went out and bought it. I'd love to see that number. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, just fucking killing it. Um, yeah, just, but Gables, let's move on. Speaking of okay, uh, killing it here. We have Shigeru Miyamoto. It did a, it? Did an interview recently. Yeah. And they were talking about the future of Nintendo and backwards compatibility. Yeah. And this one quote stuck out. Amongst the entire conversation. He's talking about Mario movie. I don't know. Who cares? I want to talk about this. Previously software. This is a quote from me. himself previously software development for dedicated video game system systems was dead because I can't talk previously software development for a dedicated video game systems was conducted in development environments dedicated to each hardware platform. This meant right. that those inter- environments could not be brought forward when the hardware changed, and it would become impossible to play software release for previous hardware without making changes. So talk about backwards probably here. Same saying it was impossible for. Now we're talking about it is possible. So here he says continue on here. However, the software development environments have recently been gradually integrated. So generally speaking it has become easier to implement an environment where software released for past hardware can now be played on new hardware. Having said though, um I, I lost the quote. I was to search through it. Hmm. So he kind of said that, oh, it's gone. I can't fucking find it. I, I'm, I'm going through the whole interview here and I lost uh. it. But, um, he did it in the, in the interview. He mentioned that they want to like keep making creative new games. Um, and like, that's like kind of the, I'm going to try to find the quote here, but basically he was okay. talking about like the, uh, fucking God damn it. Ah, uh, it's gone. memo no. Uh, I uh, hit the wrong button. I apologize. People watching this right now. Oh, Jesus. I hit the wrong... I don't, I don't want to hear about the Mario movie. Who gives a fuck about that movie? All right. Video Game Chronicles. Don't fail me. Okay. All right. Okay, here it is. All right. I'm going to try that again here. Take two. Um, in the past, we provided... Okay, let me see. Yeah, so here it is. In the past, we provided a service known as Virtual Console that allowed users to play older video games on new consoles with new har- newer hardware. Uh, right. As long as the hardware remained unchanged, those video- those games could continue to be played. However, the publishing rights to video games are complicated, and we have said that we would only add titles after securing necessary rights. Um, of course, video games developed for dedicated consoles were created in different... Uh development environments for each console as a result when the hardware change development environment could not necessarily be reused and so the video games that had been re- re-released on older consoles could not be played on the newer consoles without modifications. Recently, however, the development environment has increasingly become more standardized and we and now have have an environment that allows players to enjoy older video games on newer consoles more easily than ever. However, Nintendo's strength is in... This is the part I was trying to find. However, Nintendo's strength is in creating new video game experiences. So when we release new hardware in the future, we would like to showcase unique video games that could not be created with pre-existing hardware. Hmm. So acknowledging that, yes, uh, it is now kind of the standard that backwards compatibility is the thing. Yes. Uh, He's also going around it by saying, but we want to still create new unique things. And I'm already expecting Nintendo defenders. Uh, Justin's probably left a comment or he's probably leaving a comment now based off the fact that I said that Um, defending, you know, this, but um, what's up, Justin? I miss you. Uh, (laughs) But I just, this is the thing we were talking about. We were talking about, we were kind of touched upon it was with like where they go. And it's like, it's so weird. This this company is like, they look at Apple as kind of like an inspiration, right? And they are like the least like Apple of the big video game uh, people out there. Like you look at Steam, Epic, Xbox, PlayStation. They are using backwards compatibility more than ever. Like w- like it's just Absolutely. like you know, Xbox is like the best at it of of the uh, between PlayStation, and Nintendo. They're yes. the best of the three with well, the least amount of
1: backwards th- with at least amount of like legacy backlog as compared to so, like a Sony or a Nintendo and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, like
0: with PlayStation like they're doing. Like, it's getting better with PlayStation where like they've added like the premium thing. But you can't can you play you can put a disc in? No, uh, no Xbox. It's not 100 percent. No, uh, but they have done a good job of like the 360 is all, all on there. The uh, Xbox one is all on there the a good the, the games you care to play on the og xbox are on there um i was you know, that with, with ps5 with like the, it's just the ps4 it's just the ps4 store at this point everything's integrated you pop it in you know what it is it's like this is the standard now when i buy a new iphone i just i log in and it's exactly the same it just runs better and that's yep. what i want um and i know nintendo has not they 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 made a lot of great games. I'm wrong. We just talk about all the, how well all the other games are selling, but a, lo- a good chunk of their production and their money and all that comes from making us buy old games again. Yes, I mean we literally people are literally paying fifty dollars a year to play sixty four games that they bought on the sixty four, and then they yes, bought again absolutely. on the Wii, and then they bought again on the Wii U. But then we get mad at PlayStation because they remake Last of Us Part One when we've bought the the old Super Mario Brothers nine times at this fucking point. I mean, they, re, they remade it for Super Nintendo. I, like, and like we've how many times I mean, how many times we probably bought that game at this point. Uh, and now we're renting it through a streaming service um, on the Switch. And It's like, I mean, look at the we look at the, the Switch where it's like a good chunk of that, like the things that fill in the gaps. And I'm just as guilty as everybody else. I was I'm, I was a guy begging for a Captain Toad be brought to the Switch. Uh, and I bought it when it came out. I bought a lot of these games, even though I bought them on the Wii U. Where it's like a good chunk of the games that that are like kind of help fill in the gap and help this thing become is what it was, is they essentially had a lost generation to a lot of people, and they were able to right. resell us games on the Wii U at a some of them a higher price than what they were on the Wii U, like Donkey that's Kong Tropical Freeze, and put it on the Switch. Um, and I know that's a big part of like mm-hmm. that, I mean. It's it's not the biggest part of the business, but it's definitely a substantial enough part. Right, right, right. Of the and you
1: can have like specific type of arguments too in regards to that too. You know, it's like with the Wii U and the Switch, like the portings and stuff like that. Well, I do agree with you though. It's like a lot of the initial re-releases of like specific like classic games and stuff. Nintendo fans have eaten up over the years. I mean, hell, look at how many times certain like Nintendo fans have rebought like the same game multiple times throughout the past like twenty or thirty years. But in the case of like, say The Last of Us Part One and stuff, so that's an entire different like situation and of itself as well, because well for one, game released around when it did and stuff, near the end of the PS3 lifecycle. PS four, it had its own like remastered type of things. Obviously PS five. It's basically almost similar to like what Nintendo has done in the past in regards to some of like yeah, the I mean
0: they, like re releases. They, they literally re released the entire Wii U platform on the Switch, and then sold us sold it to us at the same, if not more money, more money, and those games you, were more recent than Last of Us Part 1.
1: And you, could also, you can also argue, too, that, uh, what, 13 million users or something like that of the Wii U and stuff like that, whereas the vast majority of the people that have bought a Switch probably have never experienced that. Well, whose fault? Again. Is that Nintendo's
0: fault for putting, is that Sony's fault for putting on a platform people wanted, or is that Nintendo's fault for putting on a platform that no one cared about?
1: Uh, but at the same point, though, it's like, it's quintessentially the same thing when it comes to the re-releases of specific classic games to where, yeah, you know what? They can be unnecessary and some people hate going through and buy them. But at the same time, people do buy them no matter what type of, like, a platform. Oh, I'm not been-
0: talking shit. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to, like, degrade that because, no, I've, like yeah. I said, I bought a good chunk of those. Uh, but it is just, like, I, I, I just... I, I, I don't I'm like I'm not saying he's like trying to warm his way around saying like, um, no, that is like they're not doing it. But I like I feel like if if they don't just make a switch pro or there's not a switch two which I don't know how it's not a switch two at this point because you can't break this up. You can't go back to handheld the handheld console at this point.
1: No, they want to avoid going from Wii to Wii U in that regards. But uh, But from what Miyamoto has initially has been saying and stuff like that, it's pretty much the same type of philosophy Nintendo's had all along from day one and stuff. He is recognizing that, yeah, retro hardware, like retro games and stuff like that, yeah, they do sell fairly well and stuff, and it's easier now to play them as ever before than like say initially taking those type of games and stuff from back then and stuff and try to. uh, adapt them in terms of like certain backwards compatibility stuff from back then. But at the same time, Nintendo still remaining core to what they have been doing, which is like producing games that uh, they want to do, you know, the whole mm-hmm. bo- marching to the beat of their own drum in regards to a lot of their game development stuff, a lot of their hardware stuff, obviously. But I do, I do agree with you. It's like, they can't really drift too much past this whole, the switch stuff since that has been their best seller since that whole we ds generation and stuff
0: and people are sick of it you know where it's like you look at where i mean we talk about the wii u like like they just kind of like they read the they read the audience wrong in that one where um Mm -hmm. you know like by after a few years of the wii like yeah it was cool but like by the time the end of the generation like probably a little past the midway point of that generation where it's like that that motion stuff everybody for the most part a lot of people were sick of it especially like and they didn't they kind of yes. misread the audience and they were like oh, okay well not only we're going to make a thing that kind of builds upon it we're going to also call it that but we're going to add the you at the end we you and they totally misread the audience on that one um and that happens if we look, you know look at the, the ps3 um but this is the case where like or like with a ds where like the 3ds came out and it's like it kind of, like I think the audience was still there for it but like they didn't have the games and the price point and at that point and the 3d part just no one really cared about that they, I think yeah, it, it the, the, 3DS, the 3ds the 3ds is really just the ds2 it's like we just really wanted a more powerful ds at that point and that's kind of what we really but, want here is just like the people aren't obviously what we're, we're talking about if the console is probably gonna sell near 20 million units six years out you know six years on the market and still gonna sell 20 million units like we're again, i mean you look at how many consoles have probably done that at this point uh in any lifetime not many uh it'd probably be more if COVID didn't happen and it was able to keep things in stock um so this is the thing where like i think the only the only grace people have and the only gripe i have i think a lot of the gamers let's do like at least in our like in the gamer bubble i don't know about the you know joe schmoes that's just like they just like to play their games and don't really listen to podcasts. Don't really know about the game world They go to the store and like, oh hey, this game's out. Cool. Um, maybe they're happy with it. Uh, but I, I think you know for the the hardcore, the more hardcore audience, or it's like, I I I still I I want to I'm I don't want the switch to go away. I just want my games to to run better, and I just want a more powerful version of that. So if we just get the Switch Pro. And you find a way to integrate it, and my my games now run at sixty frames per second at the same graphic rate. If like Scarlet and Violet comes out and it just runs fine, and I can go to these open world areas, and or are like I could play Kirby in the Forgotten Land, and I don't put too much fire on the screen, so now the frame rate drops to ten. That's all I want. Um, and I th- you know now we're in this digital world where you know, we we, talk, we were talking about the last year with the PS3 and the Vita when they were going to shut them down. It's like I think it was over a thousand games gonna go away forever. Yeah, they're just gonna be lost. And it's like, how many games like when the Wii, the Wii U f- is like gone forever? How many games are on there that are just gonna be gone? Like it's gonna be just exclusive to that that we'll never see again. Um, how many? In in the same a it's fair e- amount. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be even worse when the Switch comes. I think they said that the Switch, during the, the last quarter nearly 400 games came out on the Switch. Uh, most of that was like digital, like smaller digital indie games. So imagine how many of those games are gonna be gone forever. So like Yeah, like I'm not like the big like historian of like keeping these games alive, but like I, I do think like now in this digital era where like I think it's now more important than ever to like do do well by your customer base if it's like well now I have this I have all these games on here that are like kind of useless down there. Like I'm like, you know, it's like now like hey well at least when I buy when I have a PS5, like I was able to go back and just put replay God of War last year. Yeah. And I was like, because I had a, it was, I bought him a PS4 four years ago, three years ago now at that, at that point. Um, so I don't know. I just, it's the, sta- I, it's the standard now. Um, and if I don't tend to like yeah, scale, like you said, go by the beat their own drum, but um, I just don't think they, I, th- I think it's well, this is one thing that's like, Oh, it's hard to do. But at this point it's like, well, that's your job to figure out how to work around it. Cause we could like talk about like, people get upset about the VR PSVR PS V two thing or like how the PS3, like how we joked around last week about how they the PS3 themselves again with that thing. And we ripped yep. them for it um, for that thing. But it's like, we give Nintendo a pass for so many things. And it's like, we all do, but it's like, this is one thing where it's like at this point in this general, at the point we are with video games now, where it's like, this is the thing we can't give you a pass on. Like, yeah, maybe it's, maybe you gotta do some extra work, do it, but that's kind of your fucking job to figure it out. Not my job. Like, just figure the fuck out. Um, you guys can. It's your job to make it work for us, not uh, make us carry around two different consoles to play to play your games because you guys can't figure out how the system works. And also, you're going to be using this. You're using Nvidia chips. Um, for the, So for the first time, you're sticking with the same chip, the same manufacturer to make your help make your right. new platform. So it's like probably going to be a lot easier to uh, make that thing work. So, um, but let's move on. Okay. Uh, let's move on to some uh, other news this week, and then we will get out of here. So, a lot of smaller things going on this week. Not a lot of uh, big. Stuff. It's, like I said, it's pretty, pretty like God of War, Nintendo heavy week, but a lot of smaller stuff here. So, uh, Ratchet and Clank their 20th anniversary is uh, November 15th. So was that that is Wednesday, and on the PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Premium, they're adding Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank going Commando. Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal ratchet and, clank, ratchet and clank deadlocked ratchet and clank future tools of the uh, tools of destruction um all those games and they're going to be adding like i believe for the uh what was the rift apart uh from last year's uh ratchet and clank, clank game they're doing some like free dlc you can download um to celebrate the anniversary and i believe that would make it so that every ratchet and clank game that was on that was either remastered for PS3 or was on original consoles will now be available uh, to play on the PS5. Ah. So kind of a cool way to celebrate anniversaries. I, I yeah. like that. So, yeah. No, I was Even never though, a big ratchet guy until the the last the one in like 2016
1: was it? Well, that's the thing though. The ratchet and clan games are pretty fun and stuff like that. But at the same point, you know, the whole streaming of the PS3 stuff, you know, it's it does affect plenty of enjoyment for some people in regards to like playing those games but at the same point you know it's like I'm glad that it's available for people to go forth and just play when they feel like it and stuff I mean for those out there that if you had trouble even streaming certain things like through this service or through like say game pass or wherever the hell and stuff like that I definitely would suggest like just giving these games if you do have the premium tier and stuff like this give them a shot see if they work for you in that regards yeah uh ps3 the whole freaking non-backwards compatible shit you know it's like yeah we gotta stream it
0: yeah i hope they that's like you know like i was saying with the with nintendo with the switch thing it's like you guys kind of fuck that up you guys need to figure out how to make that, make that yeah, work so exactly hopefully eventually that happens and that, like, i'll be i'll be more amped to like go back like go and check maybe go up to premium tier to play some of these games uh but i mean it seems like it works fine it's just uh i don't know yeah um but hey, that's I think that's a cool way to celebrate the anniversary. So I hope they, as more anniversaries come up over the next couple of years, I uh, hope they keep continuing to do that. Uh, Final Fantasy Sixteen will be a PS5 exclusive for six months. Um, okay. But I think they are, no one knows for sure. It sounds like it'll be exclusive to PS5. And then I think the assumption is after six months, I'll go to PC. No, no, really, no one really knows for sure. Like, that I, makes I, sense. they had a one-year thing with uh, Final Fantasy VII for for PC, so uh, I imagine. But like, I heard that game from what I understand uh, sold super duper well on Steam and Epic. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake did, so maybe like scoring is like, well, how about we do six months instead of a year? Um, so maybe that's what it is. But um, no, those games haven't come to Xbox yet, so I imagine I would be shocked. That doesn't mean probably don't get excited about this game coming to, uh, Xbox anytime soon. Um, EA and Marvel signed a three game deal. Uh, so we already know that they're making that the, uh, motive team that's doing dead space is making an Iron Man game next. Uh, there is that new studio in Washington state that is being headed up by, uh, the shadow of war, war, of Mordor guy. He's like the, he was like the head for, for that, the monolith. Right. Um, he is the guy running up. He's making a black Panther game that has been officially announced, but that's been the, the rumors. And the third game is, uh, they don't know what it's going to be yet. The idea it sounds like is that if Iron Man or black Panther blows up and it's really, really successful, uh, then they will, the third game will be a sequel to that. Um, uh, next up here, Netflix is making a gears of war live action movie and some animated, uh, stuff as well. So, um, I was really excited about this until I saw the Netflix part because the, the Netflix movies have not been great. They're... The live
1: action ones have not been great. I'm kind right. of interested in seeing how the animated one goes because of how successful the Cyberpunk one was. Yeah,
0: like it seems like whenever they do like like Castlevania and stuff like that, whenever they do like the animated stuff, it does like people love it. But yeah, it seems the problem is with the Netflix stuff is like they put a decent sized budget behind it, but it's like it's budgeted enough to like it, like okay, this is made on a budget, but it's like they still put tens of millions of dollars behind it, but it's like, yeah. It's, it's some of that CG, some of that. This, they, dude. It's yeah. Like
1: the live action stuff. It's been like really like a dumpster fire. Like there are adaptations of like certain anime or something like that. And the live action is being incredibly polarizing, incredibly terrible. At yeah, the Cowboy but I mean, it's Be-Bop like one.
0: <laughs> Witcher exists and it's people love it. So it's like, it's not impossible, but um, yeah, just like the Resident Evil TV show, the live action show came out. It's like everybody kind of came out. It's like, huh.
1: even like the halo one
0: (laughs) yeah 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 where it's like that's probably the perfect thing where it's like yeah um it got a good budget behind it but it's like man it's like problem is is like the way the expectations for movies nowadays it's like when you do a cg heavy uh tv show or movie it's like uh you you know there's there's a standard now um so and like uh dave batista has been he's been pushing for a long time to be in the be in a gears war movie and after he announced this, he posted Hi. a picture of him uh dressed as a cog. But um, which he's actually in Gears War Five as like a DLC yes. character. Um, I guess so sort of the New Day for <laughs> WE. So you um,
1: like Batista Bomb, like yeah. locus and stuff. That was my favorite part. <laughs> so if you could play
0: if you could play Dom, that would be awesome. I think he'd be great as Dom. Um, so uh someone said John Cena as uh Baird, uh and I think that's fucking brilliant. Uh <laughs>
1: You just have Ruthless Aggression era type of fucking rustlers. It's just, like big. it's like here's a work. Yeah, I
0: just I love the idea of John Cena's bear in that in that movie. Um, next up here is apparently Call of Duty is going to be doing some premium like DLC or expansion uh, next year for Modern Warfare Two. Um, so they announced that uh, Activision did say in like a uh, their uh, quarterly report that there will, there will be a new Call of Duty next year, but it sounds from Jason Schreier came out and said that there will not be like a new call of duty, but there'll be new content, like a new big, like, so oh, they're gonna do like a, a I see. campaign expansion. And uh, like, I guess a remap, like remaking a lot of the old, all the old maps from the first game. Mm-hmm. And they're putting that into the new one. So that's kind of the idea. Um, no idea what that's going to like, like price point wise, the probably charge 70 bucks for it though. Um, Next up, uh, apparently there's a rumor out there that AW Fight Forever um, will be a Game Pass Day One game, but uh, AW did tweet out and knock down any rumors. But
1: well, it would sell itself, essentially. What better way to go forth and get a leg up on your competition by you know putting the game on Game Pass and actually having a lot of people go forth and experience it?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I'm saying this out of hopefulness because like. I mean, this is a game I was going to buy anyways. But if it's coming to Game Pass, great. Uh, but like, I would definitely love it. Went there and like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, this is like a they are the the number two brand, and uh, this would be a great way to like, you know, like WWE doesn't need to do anything to sell itself for for the two K games, other than just not being broken and buggy. Uh, but like, the AW like they they need a, a boost. and. Game Pass would be the boost that they need. So absolutely, I'd be, I would be, I would love that. Uh, and last but not least, Gables, the Game Award nominees will be announced Monday morning. So, um,
1: oh Jesus Christ, this is going to be hilarious.
0: So I think uh, you and me next week, will, will get, <laughs> I think uh, the next week you and me will do a maybe do a second podcast where we go through all the nominees and we uh, give our 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 guesses and what we think will win like we did did the same thing last year so i think uh, yeah we
1: did i'm looking forward to that
0: yeah so (laughs) i have no idea what's going to be there's uh i mean it's i think the only two like there's usually six games for game of the year i think ragnarok and elder ring will be the will be the surefires and uh, everything else is kind of up and who's going to be like that the indie game that gets the nomination um I don't think there's going to be... The, I don't think uh, there's going to be that it takes two surprises here. I think it's going to be a... No. It's, it's a two-man race between Elden Ring and God of War. I think Elder Ring going to win. Uh, but... um. I th- I don't I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. I, I was trying to rack my brain earlier. I'm like, what what could be the other four games? And I got I don't even know what that is. You
1: know, you know it would be pretty hilarious if they actually introduce like, a category. It's like, best remaster.
0: <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could probably do it like, I guess so Um, trying to think of like the six games
1: uh, alright Horizon so
0: probably be three mm-hmm. I th- mm, maybe Bayonetta would be number four
1: alright well we already know like about three of the six right there I mean yeah. I'm not sure if Bayonetta 3 would even be cracking I think a the Nintendo
0: game, game, game will get it so it's either going to be Bayonetta 3 Splatoon 3 or Kirby I'll be four. One of those ones will get it.
1: The biggest one in regards to the whole Nintendo stuff would be Bayonetta 3 so far because... Mm. Uh, oh, much... I
0: totally forgot to say, I beat Bayonetta 3. <laughs> 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 What's funny about that? Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to talk about Bayonetta 3. I, I totally fucking spaced it. I need to talk about Bayonetta 3. Uh, oh, let me shit. put that in the time codes here. Bayo. Uh where are we at here? One give me a second here. I'm trying to do time codes. Um I beat Bana three cables. Um game's awesome. Uh I think it's unfortunate. for me personally, it's gonna be the that unforget that's gonna be that game that's kind of forgotten about a little bit. We're not forgotten about, but like the impact of it doesn't uh stick so much because I got a Ragnarok uh released at eleven PM Tuesday night. Uh-huh. I beat Beta three at ten fifty eight. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of like cool. That was awesome. I love that game. Uh, I need to move on to like I immediately boot up. Uh, got a War Ragnarok. Um, but uh, no, I game like uh, chapter twelve alone of that game uh, should just be a drug uh, for how fucking crazy and hype uh, and awesome and funny and. All the best adjectives that I can't think of right now, um, alone, that game should be a nominee for game of the year. Just for if we could just put Beta 3, Chapter 12, and game of the year for game awards, I wouldn't argue. (laughs) Like, it just deserves (laughs) it for that. Like, it's it's phenomenal. Um, but I think it's one of those games that's kind of got sandwiched. It's just between Plague's Tale, uh, Mario plus Rabbits, and then yeah, I'm go right into beta Three, and then quickly spin that in to getting Ragnarok. Um, it's, it's just of those games kind of gets lost in the in the mix there, but that game uh, is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, th- Sifu. I think Sifu will probably be that like smaller indie style game that gets gets the, the like the indie game. You know,
1: I don't know if Sifu for se you know I'm like maybe cause... Shrey. Oh, stray no I don't think stray's gonna be that indie game that's gonna be coming through in that regards because I also remember, we do like, have
0: trombone funny... champ
1: that trombone champ that'd be kind of hilarious as far as indie games go and stuff I mean there was a couple of there's a couple of ones which I think that you're gonna be interesting to see like say if say like all the Ollie world or Nick possibly but oh tunic was last they're... year um actually tunic was this year <laughs>
0: was it really
1: tunic was this year oh
0: man it feels like 10 years ago i played that game i'm um, actually going
1: through my games beaten list right here and i'm trying to I see i was if, just like, looking at like games i've written that.
0: down like games i played this year i've written down and like yeah i got i got man i, I just feel like it's kind of top heavy this year strange as a paradise oh, that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna win that's gonna of the year. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, but there have been plenty of interesting indie games that have released this year. I mean, obviously, the first two that pop on by the top of my head, you know, is like Stray and Freaking Like, uh, not Stray, but like, yeah, Stray, Tunic, Ollie, Ollie World in that regards. But Jesus Christ, I mean, I have to uh... go through freaking games that I've played this year that may have. It... Oh, neon White.
0: That is the one that perfect. I think is going to yes. be it. That neon whites can be the indie game that gets it's, in. It's so that's the only for, that's for.
1: indie game that I have seen that's not like say predominantly exclusive to like say like Steam or whatsoever that has been talked about in Obsessed because of how easy it is to go forth and play. It is a hidden gem on multiple different platforms, but huh. I let's say. Yeah that it is definitely like a game of the year contender. And if any indie game comes out and stuff like that, I would most expect neon white to be in that conversation. Yeah.
0: So we're looking at Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, neon white, mm-hmm. a Nintendo game as the five.
1: So are we talked about five or six games? Well,
0: it's just, there's usually six not always, but there's typically six, and I I'm looking at our fans critic league right now, and I I'm, I'm like maybe tail Requiem, maybe
1: like style Requiem could be one of the ones. I just feel
0: like the I I feel like that six spot. I mean, it's just gonna be something random, probably. It's like Death Stranding was like the sixth game in 2019. It's gonna be some game we never thought of.
1: It could be the one of the games that's predominantly like uh, been popular on Steam. Who knows? Yeah,
0: yeah. Less- so I, I think I think we got our five though for sure. That like, yeah. well, we got four and then we got a Nintendo game. I, but I feel like it's gonna be like a. It could be it could be two. We've seen two Nintendo games get in before, so we got two. We're, not, we're talking about two PlayStation games this year. So, I mean, twenty seventeen they had Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. So. It's not yeah,
1: and maybe this year is going to be like Bayonetta three and like Splatoon, uh, Splatoon three.
0: Yeah, I think the, the worst Splatoon probably would take like best multiplayer game or something. Um, oh, Too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 do a normal show next week, and then well we'll, we'll play it later. We'll, we'll see, if there's a lot of talk about, we'll do we'll do a normal show. If there's not, we'll just do one show. Yeah. As going through the nominees and then we'll just see what we've been playing shit. So, um, but yeah, I think that will, uh, do it for us this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening, watching, whatever, please, uh, like, subscribe, look in the show notes down below. You'll see the description down there and we'll be, uh, it has all of our Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple, Apple podcast, whatever it's called now. Um, all those things were on it. Please like, follow, subscribe. If you're listening to us, please go to YouTube, like fall subscribe hit that bell uh we're doing it live now so it'd be great if you uh come and uh, watch us live hit the thumbs up button as well and share it share it the more you share it the more uh people get eyeballs on it, the more the more it helps us out and uh if you're watching us live on youtube please go and uh check out you know follow us wherever you listen to the podcast on i guarantee you we're probably on it and um download the podcast if you to download it give us like a little bit of money so we'd appreciate it if you did that for us uh but i was host i was tyler
1: and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, play God of a Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: I mm-hmm. got. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and don't be sorry. Be better.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya, boy. <laughs>